0: all cool <laughs> <Hooray>! hey everyone <laughs> hey everyone welcome to yeah but the podcast i'm vivian gabor and i'm on skype with nancy no good
1: hi hey. <laughs> uh, because
0: we're currently in quarantine and i'm in london and she's in new york so and, like
1: what's the difference if you were even in brooklyn right now we would be doing this exact same thing
0: yeah because probably of quarantine yeah <laughs> so much fun so uh i'm gonna be doing a series of podcasts with people i have like 12 podcasts lined up this week to record and all of them are on skype so if the sound recording the sound quality isn't super good you can deal with it (laughs) 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 so how have you been doing how are things in new york i've been seeing pictures and it's crazy it's I mean, it's weird.
1: My roommate and I—I I mean, all the all three of us, my two roommates and I—we talk about this every day. How um, just where we're finding because it's it's surreal, and it's just finding the little hints in every day of where that surreal feeling comes from. And one of them is just because of how—I um, mean, it's less so now, but at least at the start of the week and through like Wednesday, how normal it seemed outside and how yeah. just like people were walking around and like it felt like there were more people than usual and like cars were going out but like it was when I was supposed to be going to work at my day job and but like it wasn't I was working from home and and it just it felt so weird and how everyone wasn't not that they weren't taking it seriously because you don't know but like I don't know like it's not that no no one was giving a shit about social distance and just like we're just like ah so it and and you're thinking and you're like oh there's a pandemic going on and you just have to I feel like there is this constant reminder of that. Yeah. Of this sort of pandemic. And I mean, yeah. And, and New York is 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 um, unique because of Broadway and tourism and how uh, Broadway is probably going to be closed past the original April mark that they were thinking, I think April 20th. Yeah um or i know that schools are supposed to stay closed for that long but they're probably going to be closed for longer so um it's nuts it's wild it's absolutely insane yeah
0: everyone's like everyone's prepping for like three months of closure and quarantine and stuff like that and it's just it's crazy yeah um like the west end here is closed everything here is closed except for i think grocery stores and pharmacies are the only things left open
1: Yep, yeah, grocery stores and pharmacies. We were just at, um, my roommate and I earlier today, we were just at, um, we went to like 40 different stores. Well, we went to the liquor stores because they're closing. Or like, nope. <laughs> so we went there and then we went to... Uh, grocery store and then like this 99 cent store and we were in the 99 cent store and we were like thank you for being open today and they're like it's our last day we don't know when we're gonna reopen and I was like oh no no and, yeah and it's just it just it's insane it's just really truly um something I would have never expected to happen in my yeah. life yeah
0: yeah and I saw a meme the other day that was that was like um boomers are like we we fought in these wars for you you your lives aren't that tough and then the the millennial is like well we lived through 9-11 two unnecessary wars (laughs) major recession and now a pandemic i think we're even (laughs) yeah like
1: we've got enough in our life that we've been living through so yeah the whole landscape is changing it's all changing
0: yeah yeah well, I wanted to have you on my podcast before I left New York, so we yeah. don't have to <laughs> talk about the pandemic the whole time, but uh, <laughs> um, I figured we could just kind of talk about, like, how we got started in drag, and, like, what that means to you, and, like, what you do in your daily life, because yeah. you do some really cool things.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, it's, like, put myself in a pre-pandemic mindset to think about all of the things I was doing. Right. Um yeah being I feel like also living in New York, it's um you to live in New York. I was listening to this amazing podcast recently, and the woman was talking about how to live in New York unless you're literally like in the one percent, you have to be a hustler. yeah just to just to live here. And so what I've always found is my favorite part about living in or one of my favorite parts about living in New York is finding all of the different ways that people make it happen and it it sucks because it's like you don't want to glorify a life of like constant exhaustion but (laughs) try not to think so nihilistically i think it's it's really interesting to see what what gives people the the drive and what gives people the motivation to keep going and want to want to live here through all the negatives because of all of the positives that they get out of it Yeah, And so, yeah. And so I love that. And, um, and yeah, my, my, my life consists of, um, pushing to make drag, obviously my biggest thing, but when I'm not doing that, I'm working with, um, a theater, um, and working in education and I'm working on a magic show and I'm working on like different, like side jobs, just like kind of hustling wherever you can. And so it's so cool to find what are different people's, um, what are, what's your own like kind of personal recipe
0: of making it Mm -hmm. all happen? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when did you move to New York?
1: Uh, I moved to New York right after college, um, in 2013, graduated school in 2013. And then I moved to New York that fall. And, um, I originally moved to New York to be an actor. Um, uh, that's what my degree was in. And I realized I would say within a year, um, maybe a year and a half that being an actor was what other people wanted me to do. And, Mm -hmm. or like not be an actor, but, um, do the whole rehearse, uh, audition like five times a week. Life was the life that other people wanted me to do. And I wasn't realizing how much joy I could find in, uh, creating a life for myself and finding ways to feed that, um, performing bug as much as I wanted and how I wanted to feed it and how I wanted to make art. And um, I could do that without being in this musical theater, constantly auditioning track that I saw uh, so many people that I went to school with do. And I hated, I hated it, but I didn't want to. And I knew I could, um, I had to figure that out and learn my own way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah because the life of an actor especially in if you want to go into film or want to go into broadway it, the life of an actor is auditioning like you're auditioning more than you are rehearsing or performing
1: 100 and it's a and it's a literal life of auditioning until you're yeah it's a literal life of that until you're those and that's what's weird too is that like i feel like i mean it's such a naive thing to think about now but like the the like the A-listers and even the B-listers, like the people who, you know, of course they're auditioning for roles, but like, you know, when you're at that point where you're being offered roles, I mean, that's literally like 50 people, like yeah. 100 people, that's such a small yeah. amount. And you think about the hundreds, maybe not hundreds of thousands, but like, I mean, maybe it seems
0: like that. I mean, truly, really, at least thousands of actors, yeah. Right, who
1: live in the city and who are trying to, Make a living, and and even the ones who are successfully making a living, and so many that are on Broadway are constantly auditioning, and it's yeah. You have to find the joy in that, and you have to. It's all about booking the booking the room versus booking the gig, and all the different business things you learn. And I mean, there's so many. One of my jobs that I've had is teaching all this, so like there's so many things that I've learned from experts that have I've worked with in teaching people who want to go into this business and and it's just it's it's such a mind game it's such a mind game it's a it's a physical game because you're exhausted it's i mean it's a million things Oh yeah, but it's but we love it. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, I've had a lot of people just in the regular workforce tell me that I'm really good at audition at uh, interviewing for things, and oh, people what? are always like, "Why are you such a good interviewee?" And I'm like, "Well, because I have to audition a lot, and auditioning is a lot harder than interviewing. Like, yeah, let me sit down and just talk to someone for five minutes. I would so much prefer to do that than like you get your eight bars and then you get your your request to do another mm-hmm. eight bars, and then you're out. Like, yeah, it's I, I, I 30 couldn't.
1: seconds of your life. 30 seconds I, of your life.
0: I can't make an impression that quickly.
1: <laughs> it's insane. And, like, I mean, th- there are so many... I, it's And it's, in some ways, um, some ways, especially since I've started drag, um, and seeing with Drag Race and where that's taken drag, just in general, how... Um, mm-hmm you're not just now it's like it's a drag performer if you want to do that in acting that it's it's not just you going in with your whatever with your sides that you had to learn or going in with your 32 bars but you have to do that in full drag so it's like you literally have to spend three hours to create your look to take a car to the gig to get in a room with six other drag queens who all have a show that night and then you do that 30 seconds and then you leave and it's wild
0: yeah it's crazy but, I mean, I chose that because at least at that point I get to decide what I look like, what I'm performing, when I perform. True. All of that kind of stuff versus having someone be like, okay, you have to do this show for the next year. Hope you like it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's one of the reasons I feel like – it, it. I think that's one of the reasons that keeps me going with drag and is because um, the – I mean, you have to love every single part of it, of course, Mm -hmm. and you have to find you have to find enjoyment and you have it has to be fun for you. And if it's not fun for you, then like get out immediately. But the idea of like putting on a face is so much fun and I love putting on a face and I love like putting on a wig and putting on an outfit. And you have to enjoy curating how you look every time. Yeah. At least be like, I know that I look fucking amazing so I know <laughs> I'm at least there, yeah, and they're welcome, kind of
0: thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've I've noticed. I mean, you mentioned something about what Drag Race has done to drag. I've been I've been going back because there's nothing else to do anymore. So I've been going back and rewatching all the old seasons for like the tenth or twentieth time at this point. Oh, and it's just amazing. Thinking about. I was watching a compilation video of all the, like, final looks of all the winners. uh uh-huh. And, like, going back and looking at, like, Sharon's final look, her, like, final walk on the runway, and you're like, that's... That was the best drag that year. Like, what is going on? But, like, when and I then, saw that drag,
1: I was like, that's the best drag.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. And then, mm-hmm. like, watching the progression over the years... I mean, I had this kind of aha moment of realizing, even up through like season six of Drag Race, a lot of drag was still kind of rough and ready, like grab what you can, what you can, and go, mm-hmm. um, or like piece things together from from thrift shops and stuff like that. Just do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then season seven was that season where at, where like all of the fashion girls were on Drag Race, like you had Max and Violet and Miss Fame, and just all of those people all at once and then immediately after that it was like oh you have to look perfect and polished and you can't everything has to be blended and everything has to be custom made and just all yeah. of that stuff it's it was so interesting just seeing that intense switch right before and I, my
1: eyes yeah because you have like in season six you had um no i love her i can't remember her name I want to yeah, say I'm it's sorry. not Vivica. <laughs> no, I want to say Vivica Fox, but it's obviously not Vivica Fox. But it's like, fuck. Um, wah, wah, what's her name?
0: Oh, um, Jocelyn, Fo- Jocelyn
1: Fox. Jocelyn Fox. Vivica Fox. Jocelyn Fox. But like Jocelyn Fox was always clocked because of her accessories. And I feel like that she was still giving you, she was still, which is, it's all drag. But I feel like her like mm-hmm. she was still giving you and you compare it to the winner of Bianca Del Rio, I think that there was this like shift and you saw such a shift there um,
0: Yeah.
1: of this, this look of like creating from scratch these, these outfits. And like, you know, it's so funny taking that to now with um, quarantine, with everyone in like these self quarantine moments and all of these yeah. quarantine drag race contest appearing online right now just to give us something to do and part of me is like i want to do that but i also don't so or i'm I'm still very minimal and rudimentary in my own sewing so it's like I, i i feel like i need to i feel like i need to be able to sew to be able to win one of these challenges because i have to have that capability yeah. Not just on drag race, but just in general. I feel yeah. like I need to sew. Like my wig making is like, like I would say like a step up. Like I could tease a bump, but like, like I feel like there's so many, so many of these basic skills that you have to um, be able to hold on your own unless you have a lot mm-hmm. of money to shell out for looks. Yeah. And I think drag race is a huge part of that, which is, it's good. It, it um, Drag race is part of it. Period. End of story. That's yeah. As far as I'm going there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about this and we don't have to talk about it even at all. I know you have a very personal connection to Drag Race. Yeah, I could talk about it. That's whatever. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't know. I, do, I know you guys are still friends and stuff, but like I don't know like Yeah, no, 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 no. we goes. can talk about it. It's it's <laughs> actually, you
1: know, and um I so I started I started drag, um, in 2015. Um, I, uh, I've always been a fan of drag. Obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. I was a fan of, but I'm from South Carolina originally, which is all pageant drag in the South. And it's, I remember seeing all the girls were the same. I, I have like a distinct memory of going to Scorpio in Charlotte. Love that place. And on the wall of all the titles of all the, the, the pageants that the girls who are like Scorpio girls Mm
0: -hmm. and all the
1: titles they won and all the crowns. And it was sitting in this beautiful display case and I loved it and I admired it, but it was not something that interests me to pursue as an art form because every single headshot looked the same and every mug looked the same, every smoky eye, like it was all that, that same like way. And all the girls had like the five buns stacked wig (laughs) and like the same. Yeah. And like, it was all that. It was all, all that. And I remember, um, and the queen, and you either had your dancing girl performing in drag, or you had that one girl that stood in a gown and she just, she just sang a ballad, and like people lined up to tip her. Yeah. And, um,
0: oh, that's great.
1: Life. Right. That's great. I love that. That's not at all what interests me. Yeah. And so when I moved to New York and I started seeing the drag shows here, I would go to Pieces and I saw Dusty Ray Bottoms perform. And yeah. she was like, like the drag that she did was funny. It was quirky. It was, I mean, she's not dead. She's still alive. She still does this <laughs> drag. The drag that she does, <laughs> present tense, <laughs> is like funny. It's quirky. It's punky. It's, um, it's spit in your face. It's, it's just so, um, electric and like, mm. like, uh, I don't want to say viral, but it's just so good and so like <laughs> yeah. really, really um tangible. And it's just such a fun form of drag that excites me. And I was like, that's mm. the kind of shit that I want to do. And so I was like, I really want to do drag at this point. And honestly, like, quick sidebar. I mean, I I watched Drag Race since the very first season, and like drag. Even, um, I mean, that show like totally was like, I want to do this. Like I want to be yeah. a drag queen on drag race. That wasn't necessarily what started me and got me into drag. I still think it was real. It really was seeing Dusty perform. But anyway, so I would watch her perform and we would perform. I would watch her perform for like just about a year I went with this guy I was seeing at the time. And then, um, we broke up cause he's, he was a dick, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> But we um I was seeing her and we like we would go see Dusty perform all the time and eventually we we became close and became friends and um I debuted as her daughter um, and I debuted as Nancy No Good and Nancy No Good Bottoms Yay. and I and it was it was <laughs> and it was an amazing night. It was a Friday night at pieces, her frisky Friday show, Scarlet Envy was the guest, and it was Yay. me and Scarlet and oh my god and Dusty and I'm uh, still obsessed with Scarlet and still friends with Scarlet. Legendary, and yeah. She's a fucking legend we 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 stand her till the day we die and <laughs> i remember and like dusty t- teased my wig she like this like shitty wig that my friend gave me and like painted my face for that night and my outfit was um this like gown that my friend let me wear and it was an and my songs were like so not top 40 and I will, and I would need to perform them again, honestly, because I have better ideas for them. But but it was an amazing. Isn't that how time. it always goes? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I had, yeah. and I re- and I remember when I did it, and I performed. I was like, there are so many. I mean, it's a drug. Like the first time you perform, like I performed, yeah. and like these really hot like men came up to me and tipped me, and I was like, uh-huh. I've never. I never thought I would even like talk to you and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're giving me, you want to give me money. Like this is like the yeah. best feeling in the world. Um, but it, it was just such an amazing experience. And, and from then on, like I remember I would um, DJ at her happy hour and she would get pissed at me because I would play my own music and she was like, she would just turn off my music so she could play her own music. Like during the, not during the <laughs> drag show, Dusty used to bartend a happy hour pieces on Saturday afternoons. And there would be a drag show with a different queen every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would do that. And then, and she would, but then, but, and then eventually not even a year into drag, I got a job out in Massachusetts and, and, I was only starting in drag and it was scaring me because it was something that I wanted to do so badly for so many reasons and it cost me so much money that I didn't have and I was working shitty restaurant jobs and my friend gave me a job that was in theater, in education. I was like, this is something I want to do. And I talked to Mark, Dusty's uh, fiancé, and I was like, Mark, I'm really scared to tell Dusty about it because I don't... Because she she like bought me my first pair of bordellos. Like she, you know, she wanted to see me succeed mm-hmm. and I felt so bad um, because I felt like I was failing her. And I was like, and, and in my mind, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to continue drag. Like I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I I yeah. feel like, I feel like this job is going to, is going to um, help me decide a lot of things. And Mark was like, just go, just do it. You want to do it. You're going to love it. Talk to Dusty. Um, she'll be more than understanding. And if it, just do it, try it out for a year. If you don't like it, come back. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. And I talked to Dusty about it and she was also really cool about it. And I was so nervous. I feel like I kind of half asked it. And she was like, it's, and she was great. She was so cordial. She was so wonderful. <laughs> and, um, and it was interesting because we weren't necessarily close, close when we started. And so I don't, I don't think any of those kind of Things that make you, I don't know. Like we, we never became super, super close because I moved to Massachusetts, and when I moved to Massachusetts, she got the call to be on Drag Race. Mm. So our lives were going in two very different directions, yeah, um, very quickly. And so, so that happened, and then I, um, so she left very soon. I, I think it was like a few months. I don't know how that shit works still, but like a few months after I moved and came back. And more or less, it it kind of turned into this thing where I started finding drag, not drag opportunities in the Berkshires, but I realized that I needed to keep going. Mm -hmm. And, um, and before I realized all of that, before I realized that I needed to keep going with drag, we, we had conversations and we just felt that it would be better if it was more, if, if I just not like dropped her name, which is such, I don't want it to sound like, I don't know, visceral, but like, it was more (laughs) like we decided that, you know, our lives are moving in two different directions. I mean, that's kind of how it was. And I I have so much respect for her. Like I still, I still keep, there's so many things that in my life or in my drag that are like lessons that she taught me that still apply. Mm. Um, and, cause they're just like important things to know. And like, and, and obviously we're still on good terms and um, check in with each other every now and then, but we just knew our lives were going in two different directions. And because I was living in Massachusetts for a year and I, I ended up living there for two years cause I really loved it. And I was like, maybe mm-hmm. I want to stay here and not necessarily move back to New York. And, and she was, on drag race so like was very very different situations for the two of us and we just were out of each other's lives and so so that's what it was and it's um you know I don't I obviously don't regret anything and I am so so grateful that that she gave me such an amazing platform and such an amazing start to my drag and so it was such a it was such a um she's just such a great person <laughs> and such fucking cool drag. And it's it yeah. was like, if there is anyone, I mean, we're both skinny white faggots. So if there's like, if there's anyone that I'm compared to, it's, it's either Alaska or dusty um, yeah. because we're all skinny and white and super gay. And so it's, <laughs> Right. So and like if I ever do like anything Southern or anything, they're like, oh, like Dusty. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's <laughs> funny and it's something I'm very grateful for. And um, yeah, I, I um, yeah, that's it. And then I moved that's back awesome. to New York because I was like, it is awesome. Yeah. I moved back to New York, though, of course, because, girl, there's no drag in the Berkshires. And I mean, <laughs> were we friends before I moved out? Did I know you before I left?
0: I don't think so. No, we met we met at um Gina Tonic's brunch. Uh, that's when we oh, met. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Like right when I moved back. That yes. was when you moved yes. back. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I um I moved back because the Berkshires is is I mean, they'll always have a place in my heart. I love performing in the Berkshires. I love the queer people of the Berkshires. It's an ama- it's in um in the mountains of western Massachusetts. That's where I lived for two years. And I loved it so much. And the community and the people I met. And the kids that I met. And the young people that I met. It was my favorite part of living there. But there's no gay bar. There's no scene. There's there's like five drag queens. It's very, very sparse. And I knew if I... By the time I hit two years... Well, honestly, long before then. But when I hit at least a year maybe a year and a half, I was like, I, I need to leave because and moved back to New York because drag is something I want to push full, full force into. And I'm not going to have those opportunities that I have in the city that I have in the Berkshires. Yeah. So I knew, and it, you know, it's like a convert to a religion you like, I mean, because they always say the converts are the strongest believers of a religion and I mean, Mm I, I feel like moving back, moving away from the city made me realize how much I needed to move back. And it really solidified how my, my uh, determination in moving back and how important it was because I knew how shitty it was going (laughs) to (laughs) be.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, I think New York is very much like a, like an abusive relationship. (laughs) It's so true.
1: It's. (laughs) Living in New York is the worst thing in the world, and it's the best thing in the world. It is the worst thing in the world, and it is the best thing in the world. I will, one hundred percent, say that. And I'm sure there are other cities that are like that, but I feel like New York is so unabashed in how much it hates you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you find out very quickly. Like I think my when I moved there, my honeymoon period was a good like it was a good like two or three months. Oh yeah, where it's just like. Total, just like I'm living in a movie set. Like, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's exciting. And then after those two or three months, it was just like, oh fuck, this is awful. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and yeah. I mean, it didn't. It doesn't help that I lived like about as far into Brooklyn as you can get by train. And like that's fair. That's really gonna do it to you. <laughs> I
1: I lived. I lived pretty close. I lived in Prospect Heights, which is um, not that far into Brooklyn. Yeah. Things considered. And at my first apartment. And so I was grateful for that, but it was a exactly. toilet of an apartment. It was so, I lived with three other people with a tiny apartment with one bathroom, oh and we were completely ripped off by our broker. God. I mean, I saved up over, uh, like, almost $4,000. I saved up almost $4,000 to move to New York with, and I spent it all in the apartment. Like, it, I mean, we were, like, boned by the sky, and I remember God. I moved. With two bags and like a hundred and twenty-one dollars, I think it was. And I was like, I guess I'm gonna go and buy some almonds and applesauce. Like I was like, I don't have any money. <laughs> like it's so bad. But I mean, you know, you I feel like every lesson that you learn in New York, you have to learn it the hard way or you're not ever gonna learn it. Which oh, yeah. I guess is which I guess is like an
0: extension in adulthood
1: and life and blah blah blah. And, okay. uh, but
0: yeah, I mean, awful. if I ever, if I were ever to move back to New York, I'd try to live in like Sunnyside or something like, oh, yeah, <laughs> my goal is to live like, out of the city, but like, just far enough. So it's only like 20 minutes in instead of 45 minutes to an hour and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> like, yeah, a no, train I that almost. Always... <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, the train that's like, oh, you're always gonna have problems. I mean, like you, like you. You know what train stops you like. I mean, I feel like that's the first question you ask people when you ask where they live. And like, I know my boyfriend and I are, we're moving in together and we're looking at, um, because he has a yeah, I'm so excited. I, didn't I know, know that. that. That's amazing. Yeah. Dylan, um, yeah, he's, he's amazing. And, and he lives in Albany right now. And yeah. um, I know, I know. <laughs> and and we're going to be dating two years in July, which is really cool. Yay. But we're not, I mean, I'm such a Virgo, we're not going to move in until, like, the very end of the year, but when my lease is up, <laughs> but whatever. And, um, but we're looking at uh, Ridgewood, because Ridgewood has more space, but, like, pri- and also he has a car, and we're looking at seeing mm-hmm. how we could possibly keep the car, so we want to find a place that might have a garage, but, like, that's going to be, you yeah. know, so much money, but, I mean...
0: Yeah, it's, having a you know, car is almost as much as having a pet in the city.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's either way, it's it's so much fucking money. So we're just trying to figure all that out. But yeah.
0: New York. Yay. New York. I think New the York. only thing I miss about New York currently, currently is the garment district because it's just I miss being able to just like have everything that I possibly could need in like a 3 block radius Mm -hmm. like just makes me so happy and like vendors that i knew well enough that i'd walk in and they knew my name and they were like yeah you just get this percent off because we like you and like that kind of stuff like i miss that versus like here in london where they're kind of two garment districts but they're both like really small Uh uh-huh and like if you ever pay attention to like london fashion week versus new york or milan or tokyo um, London Fashion Week is definitely more like the tailored garments and suits and like, okay, looking polished and stuff like that versus New York, which is a little more streetwear and like exciting and like Tokyo that's like out there and Milan that pushes the envelope. London's a lot more kind of traditional, and that's absolutely reflected in their fabric stores. Hmm. so it's been hell trying to find stretch fabric. Really? Like, I make my life off of stretch fabric and you cannot ah! find it anywhere. Like, wow. I basically have resorted to making everything out of neoprene because it's easier to find here.
1: Holy cow.
0: And either that or I just order everything online.
1: Online. There's yeah.
0: One store, there's one store in London and it's, it takes me an hour to get there that sells uh, stretch vinyl, which is like most of what I make commissions out of oh that's amazing but like that's it (laughs) that's literally it and they they have like five house. no it's so frustrating no
1: (laughs) yeah i definitely i mean it's such a world that i feel like there's so many the world of drag is its own world and then there are like subsets in the own in the world of drag like there's like a subset of like wigs and how that opens up and how that overlays with like women of color and then like the the world of Mm -hmm. costuming and how that overlays with this community and this community like theater and all this and i like it's just learning about all of these different um just people in these worlds like because i i'm that world of like costume making is is so foreign to me in so many ways because mm-hmm. I'm only still just learning but I went to spandex house for the first time the other day and I was like Yay. I was awestruck like it was like so
0: many so many things
1: truly a, a kid in a candy store
0: like it's like yeah the
1: the best fabrics I'm like I'm so glad I'm so broke because I would go broke <laughs> in this store. Like it's <laughs> the, it's just un it's amazing it's unreal. But that's so true about the three blocks. I mean, there's like three beauty stores around me, and I like when when all the quarantine shit was starting, I was like, fuck, I have to stock up. So I went to this one yeah. this one beauty store that's around me, and I was looking for hairspray. And then and the hairspray I want, so I went across the street to the other one, and I got like four cans of gotta be hairspray and like three foam wig heads because I have like five or six wigs that are just like shitty wigs that I can like experiment with and work on and create and I was like fuck I might as well so
0: yeah yeah I do miss that about Brooklyn it's wonderful because it was the same down near me like there were like four I mean there was one that was right next to me but if I walked over to Flatbush Avenue which is only a couple blocks from me it was like that entire street as one of my friends said it was all the hair stores and the hoe stores. So it's oh, 100%. like 100%. <laughs> so it's just it's just wigs upon wigs upon stretch outfits upon wigs upon even more stretch outfits. It's Ugh. oh, it was so good. That's I amazing. Miss that. <laughs> yeah, I do.
1: I do love and cherish that. I mean, Brooklyn's the best place ever. I'm obsessed. I'm so happy I live here. Uh. Even though I might move to Ridgewood in Queens, but I love Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see.
0: So, so you told us about how you got into drag. Yes. What do you do besides drag? Well, what don't I do besides drag? I,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so much. I have so my main day job right now is uh, and the one I have left right now is working in an off-Broadway theater in their education team. Um, It's a very small group. Um, I work for theater for new audience, which is like this Shakespeare off-Broadway company. And um, I'm on our education team. So specifically, I I help coordinate and facilitate all in-school programming for all of our in-school, all of our programming we do in the schools in all five boroughs. And it's um, wonderful. It's amazing. I do miss working with Kids directly, I only, um, do all administration stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's wonderful. I love it. It is a nonprofit. So I have like four other jobs. Um, (laughs) what else do I do? I work, I'm an assistant on a magic show on a children's magic show, um, called the amazing max. I am the magician's assistant, which is not, it's like kind of an onstage track, but it's like a mix between onstage and like deck crew because all of the assistants in the show are kids. And so it's this, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, as much as I love being a like it, I feel like there's two halves to Nancy because as much as I love being a drag queen who is like, like metal and fucking punk and (laughs) like spit in your face and like fake blood. I also love working with kids and I want to do all of that with children. Like the, the picture, it was like the, the, the most viral, I think, drag queen story art picture. It's of Zochi Mochi, and she. Yep. Have you seen it? And she has her like oh, yeah. horns. This like beautiful like cherry blossom oh, it devil. Was so look. beautiful, yeah. Gorgeous look. Honestly, and she one of the best these... looks she's ever done. Truly, 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 truly. And she yeah. has these like fangs and like these long nails, but she's reading like Sea Spot <laughs> Rut like to children, and
0: and so and the kids. It's... I love Loved that the kids it. sitting there are just like, this is so cool. It's amazing. It's like yeah. the coolest
1: thing in the world. And obviously, that's like the biggest one because all of the conservative groups are like, they're teaching their children Satanism and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but <laughs> that's like the kind of kids drag I want to do.
0: Like, like, yeah. Dragula
1: Jr. Like, bring it to the yeah. kids.
0: Oh, my God. You <laughs> need, need to pitch that to the Brulé brothers and be like, we need to do a Dragula Jr. We have to and like to. let let little kids dress up as monsters. Oh my god! And It'd like be
1: like, no, it's like, be...
0: like Gordon Ramsay's
1: kitchen nightmares, yes! but like with the kids when they have the kids yes! do it, like his like chef show. So it's like Dracula and it's all kids, but the Boulet brothers are I like just... yelling at the <laughs> children. Oh my god! I just that see it like turning
0: so into Sesame Street and the Muppets so quickly. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Like, this is what I don't understand. When people were going after Zochi for that and, like, being like, oh, we don't want people dressing up as, like, terrible monsters around our kids. It's like we watched The Muppet Show. Yeah, like, come like, on. And like Me Street. And we labyrinthed all of these, like, oh, my God. There are and
1: monsters everywhere in our childhood. Like, it's just thing. us reflecting. <laughs> yeah, it's just us reflecting what we grew up with. Like, we didn't, mm-hmm. it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I love all of that. And that's, so, yeah, my I was, wait, what was my job again? Oh, yeah, so magic show. <laughs> job. Ja, 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 ja. Oh, and then I have like side hustles here and there just to like pick up bills. I do like social media, um, uh, kind of like marketing. i I was freelancing with it for some shows, but I also kind of freelance for some like Broadway marketing, um, which of course, is all on hold right now. but yeah, um, right. you know, bygones be bygones. And That's then, how we got to go um, see
0: King Kong, was because you were yeah! on the market. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was seeing
1: their social media. yeah That show I was so was, mad. <laughs> that was my first Broadway hold. That was my first
0: time yeah. I ever
1: had a show hold on Broadway while I was seeing it.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> King Kong. I I am just mad that it didn't stop at the end of the first half. <laughs> I know. Like, like if it had ended at the end of the first half, it would have been such a brilliant show. The soundtrack was so good. The score was so good. Or if they like hadn't marketed it as King Kong and had just been like, "This is just Tom of Finland on stage." I know because the men it would have made
1: so much money. Hot, hot. <laughs> holy shit! It was the men like, were so hot, and that's like, that's a thing. With that show. let like grease up men like sailors. <laughs> Like greased up sailors. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I mean, it was like they, that was that was homosexuality on stage. Like that was truly yeah. gay people on stage, and it was it was beautiful, and it was. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I loved that show, and I, I mean, the second act was went fun. absolutely nowhere. But I loved the show. But I loved the,
0: the only show. thing. The only thing I can't forgive them for in that show is that. The opening number was such an obvious like this is gonna be reprised at the end, mm-hmm. kind of a number like oh this is the moral of the story that the city keeps building up and building up and eventually it's gonna fall,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then they never reprised the number yeah no, nope. like, and then it just kind of
1: like it just happens like <laughs> yeah it's just weird because it's like building up building up and then it just does I don't know and then like the. <laughs> yeah it just
0: kind of ends which the, the, the moral of the story was like i don't even remember what the moral it was like there's always hope or something like that i don't
1: know get like it experience was... the wonder that was like that's what it was. it was yeah.
0: experience the
1: wonder like what
0: yes just,
1: that's what that's the moral that's the moral of the surprise story
0: it's the opening number that's all you need to do to uh, make a good give show Come comfortable circle <laughs> Give us more of those boys. That's all. Yeah, that's all we want. Ugh. That's
1: oh my great. god. <sighs>
0: that's all that is necessary. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, circling way back to kind of the beginning of when you were talking, I think. Please. <laughs> Let's circle. <laughs> <laughs> this is how conversations work in my mind, that I, like, <laughs> I things and then it, like, sits there for, like, half an hour that I'm like, oh, yeah, I should, like, actually, like, say what I was thinking about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you were talking about just kind of how addicting drag is when you start getting that kind of attention. And, like, I remember I I have a very specific memory of the night where I realized I could do anything I wanted in drag. Ooh. And, like, and like, it was, it was my, I think I had only performed like twice and I had just gone and watched a pageant. Mm-hmm. It's the only pageant that I've ever sat through because it was like five hours long. And by the end, I wanted to never have anything to do with anything that long ever again. Yeah, fair. <laughs> it was fun, but it was very long. Um, And I was in full drag and we went to the club after and my friends all went to get drinks and kind of scattered when we got there. And I was just standing there by myself and I was like, I could either be bored and sit here by myself or I could go talk to people. And so I just started walking around the club looking for guys I thought were cute, standing next to them and talking to them. And it was so fascinating because... I mean, I know that if I went up to most of those guys out of drag and just struck up a conversation, you would it, I wouldn't, get it wouldn't ago. go anywhere. Yeah, of course. But because I was in drag, even though I was busted as fuck, like yeah. busted, yeah, I would walk up to them, just flirt with them and be like, oh my God, you're so cute. And immediately have like a half an hour conversation. Oh, 100%. And they, and I it, think, it, Yeah. It's just it's so like you when you realize that power, it just it gets to you and you get so excited and you're like, Why would I never not do this?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And I it's you know, I, I've I've always I've definitely thought about that. And that's one of my favorite parts about drag is is the hosting of it. I love hosting. I love I love I hate hosting parties out of drag, like <laughs> just parties, but I yeah. love doing it as a job. I love hosting. Yeah. And like the the pre-show like walk around to your tables and walk around to the the people the party who are there and like say hi and stuff. like I think that's so much fun and yeah. um, and I think I uh, it, it's a mix of like I think like I said sometimes they love the attention that they're getting, like the yeah, the definitely. crowd that they're getting it from from a drag queen. and I think also, without putting too much. Um, mystifying <laughs> on it. I feel like that there's a, there's a reverence towards drag queens at a gay bar. Yeah. like oh my god, a drag queen is talking to us. And like, yeah. because I've I remember I, and this is Dylan, uh, my boyfriend. Every time he, I mentioned Heidi Ho to him, he always mentions this story because it was it was his first time he ever met Heidi, but it was also, um, it was just such an a crazy story. So Heidi Ho. New York drag queen. We love her. She's amazing. Um, I went to pieces and I saw her show there and I was like, Hey girl, And we were hanging out and um, it was just a lovely conversation. We were catching up. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. I introduced her to Dylan and it's that same idea. Like she was also talking to this group that was next to us and they were like, Oh my gosh, it's the queen. And you know, it's like, you can do whatever. And then this other guy who was wasted off his ass. Like it was a happy hour show. So it was like six. He like (laughs) goes up to her and he plants a big, kiss on her cheek and she just her face just it was like she had just swallowed sour milk like her face just like <laughs> went straight and she like her spine stiffened and it was because it was like you know you 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 have to be respectful for the queens and like yeah 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 he went up to her and just i mean just out of nowhere didn't even say hi didn't say whatever just was like oh and like kissed her and she like turned to him and she was like hi and like She was. She wasn't. She was stern, but she was still cordial. She handled it so beautifully. She was like stern but cordial, and he like knew he had done something. Yeah. But she wasn't like you're not what not welcome here, but you know, know your fucking place.
0: (laughs) It was so great. Yeah. It
1: was so so good to watch, and it was such a. It was you know. It's what you. What you have to do in those situations? It was really, really interesting to see. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's, I feel like that, you know, that, that kind of thing, I think happens much less than, um, than one would think. I think more often, yeah. it's definitely people who are like, oh, you want to talk to us? And there's. It's like mm-hmm. you, you get this interaction with people that they yeah. don't expect, and it's like so wonderful and yeah yeah yeah, and it's like something you would never get out of
0: drag, which I yeah it's it's intoxicating. Well, the I think I w- well not I don't I've I've noticed that I start a lot of conver- a lot of sentences by saying I think when really I'm just about to like state a fact about my life, and I'm like I don't have to like be unsure about. My My own
1: life, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) When I started drag, I was very aware of that Mm. power that a drag queen has. Uh I didn't, I hadn't had a lot of exposure to drag other than Drag Race, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was so. uh, But I did, I did some research before I started drag and uh, read about Stonewall and read about all that kind of history. So I knew the kind of power that drag queens had. Definitely. And I was in a place in my life where I didn't think a lot of my, a lot of what I had to say was being listened to sure. in any way, shape, or form. And so I very much specifically chose to do drag because I knew that drag queens were listened to and drag queens had a voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it's it was such an exciting thing for me to be able to walk into conversations that I was not a part of necessarily. Just like there would be a group of people at a bar. I could walk up and they would be having a conversation. And then they'd turn to me and be like, what do you think? And it just, it was such a flip. Because as out of drag, like, no one ever really cared or wanted to know my opinions about things. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, you're a leader in this community. So what do you think we should be doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. It's, it Wait, was so exciting. Yeah. Um, I think my supers here let me just go check that really quickly. okay is that possible perfect. for me to check that yeah i'll just keep recording and then edit it out okay perfect you can keep it edited it's a new york experience Yeah, it's new york
1: experience oh okay it's handled it's fine it's fine okay great we're gonna just keep rolling keep rolling my roommate got him okay great perfect okay, never mind
0: on, new york experience
1: whoa just you know taking care of my super
0: doing the whole thing Okay, sorry, what were you saying? I totally cut you off. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. I mean, I basically made my point of just like, it's, I think that's truly the most exciting part of drag. And that I think it's it's the part of drag that a lot of queens who get started nowadays don't really think about or know mm-hmm. or realize is just how much impact you have when you say something as a queen. Yeah, um, And how... I, f- I feel like a lot of people forget, especially nowadays, right? like right now with online, that sure, you may be sitting on the couch out of drag, eating mashed potatoes out of a bag, like whatever, like you may be feeling dumpy <laughs> and gross. Yeah. But, but online, it's still your persona. And yeah. when people are like seeing comments, it's still you and drag in their mind. And so they take, like things have more weight you have to be careful what you say yeah you have to really
1: mean and understand what
0: you're saying yeah yeah and I I think a lot of people don't realize that I didn't realize that for years into drag Mm -hmm. oh wait I if I'm online people think I'm in drag even if I'm not (laughs) yeah (laughs) I can only imagine like chatting with that random like middle-aged woman or not chatting but like that ran like Having arguments and comments with random middle-aged women in the in like Minnesota on Facebook, it's, they think a, that at like seven in the morning I'm sitting in bed in drag, in like, full drag, people. just <laughs> spitting at them. Fabulous. But
1: yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is that you know when you make a statement, there are people who look up to you who feel and in, in, uh, I think in a lot of ways who feel represented by you, and not yeah. not not explicitly um, if they're not drag queens necessarily, but. Drag is is um, you know you're the you're a you're a torchbearer for the community. You're a gatekeeper for the community. You are a uh, bodyguard for the community. There are so many. You are a spokesperson for the community. You're a face for the community. I mean, being a drag person, a drag king, a drag queen, a drag artist has has a weight to it in that respect. And I think yeah. drag, Yula, Drag Race, Camp Wanakiki, all of these shows that are appearing. Um, might maybe distract not distract but maybe people forget or forget to realize or remember or don't realize and don't remember how what being a drag performer a drag artist holds in your community yeah for everyone else in the world because statistically it's still a very it's a still small i think drag is a small part of a small community of queer people and so yeah um you know, I think that's just something you have to, you have to remember. And, and that's an amazing thing. That's like one of the coolest parts about being a drag performer. And one of my favorite parts about being a drag queen is having a platform. Like one of my drag shows that I have once a month that you are in, that I have once a month um, called Names and Faces, we hold a charity raffle every month. So we give it, we give money to a different organization in Brooklyn, um, I think our we've, we've decided that we will stick to organizations that are Brooklyn based. We're trying to keep with Brooklyn based queer charities and it's not that there aren't plenty of them because there are but I think that we were um, we were realizing that the organiz- there are so many organizations that we wanted to reach out to and work with yeah. and donate money to. And I think that's for anyone. There's so many different organizations that you want to work with. And so we work with all Brooklyn based charities. Um, which is really, really wonderful, and and yeah, and 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 that feels so good for me to be able to do that. So I have that show. I have in the Berkshires once a year. I have the Mix No Good Pageant, and to be able to create a platform for drag performers in the boonies of the Berkshires to perform mm-hmm. is really awesome once a month. And that that show specifically, this past year, we had our first. Drag king perform. We had our first. Uh, up until that point, it was all cis men performing as mm. drag queens, and we had our first trans woman perform as a drag queen, and our first drag king perform. And That's the awesome. trans woman won, and the drag king took second. And so it was yeah, just like, yeah, it was awesome. And That's
0: so exciting.
1: Yeah, and one of the one of the uh, performers who I think took third actually she performed brilliantly it was a it was her debut in drag so Mm -hmm. to be able to give a platform and to to know the possibilities of what you're able to do as a drag performer and what it can mean for other people yeah all the time whenever you're doing drag and when you're on social media whenever you're interacting with people their impression they you have to remember that they're they're like oh, that girl that I saw do a show on Friday night, I'm talking to her right now. And you could be, yeah, you could be like drunk or hungover. And, <laughs> but you're still that same person yeah. that they saw. You're that same drag queen, that same artist that they saw. And they have to. Um, and so you have to remember that. And that's a really great thing. And it's a really awesome, awesome thing to remember.
0: Yeah. I think that's also something that struck me during this time of quarantine and such of just Mm -hmm. with all of these shows going online and like Queens doing lives, like Ray Latre has been doing live broadcasts on Instagram, basically 24 hours a day. Oh my God. Like, I don't know how, but I appreciate her energy, (laughs) 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 but I, The thing is, a lot of them are seeing it as a way to, like, drum up extra tips and stuff, which is cool, which is Mm -hmm. great, which is absolutely what they're doing. But I think beyond that, what they're not realizing is it's also leading by example for people who aren't drag entertainers of saying, this is a terrible situation. I'm still going on with my life. I'm still having fun. I may be at home, but, like, there's I'm being creative and still doing things and still... 100%. Like living my life, even if I'm stuck inside. Yep. Um, and I think it's, I think it's creating a bigger impact than they realize, because a lot of them, I think, are just doing it, oh, because I can make tips, and not realizing that to people who aren't drag artists, they're seeing that as helping them get through days that they're having a lot of trouble
1: yeah. getting out
0: of bed during yes 100%. like it's a lot of it's a lot of power and it's a lot of positive power that's coming out of this
1: i agree i 100 percent agree and i and i am so grateful that i had the ability to do that i i haven't totally figured out what i'm gonna do in this instagram mm-hmm. live boom um <laughs> i'll figure it out are there any that you found um are there any specifically you're talking about Rhea litre but are there any others that you've like really loved seeing
0: Um, the one that was giving me all kinds of life last night, just because I adore her as a person, um, is Jinx Monsoon was live last night. Very, for me, it was at like 5 a.m., for her, it was probably like 7 p.m., of course, she was in Seattle. Um, but she she was just singing like obscure random shit from Broadway and like <laughs> some of, like Steven Universe songs and stuff. And just like screaming her lungs out singing. Uh, and it was just being able to watch someone who's good at what they do, who's just being silly and having fun. Yeah. It just it made it it lifted my spirits and made me so much happier.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um not to, like, list off tons of Rue girls. Nikki Doll has been going online every night with a different girl from her oh. season. So it's been fun to, like... It. I think something that... Jan has been doing that, too. Yeah, and yeah. it's... I think something about Drag Race for the, for the fandom that they don't get to see a lot is kind of the sisterhood between the girls. Totally. And this has really forced us to be able to see that because they're all going live with each other and, like, just talking and shooting the shit and being like, normal regular people mm-hmm. and so it's humanized this season in a way that other seasons haven't been it's
1: recently it's fascinating yeah how this season has handled so many curveballs that they have been given
0: yeah and how they've <laughs> yeah. been able
1: to deal with it yeah and
0: i've seen so much less hate for queens this season than i have in the past mm-hmm. which i mean to be fair i think part of it is because when something i mean other than two I, I um,
1: yeah, no. I feel like there was such. <laughs> a, three I think there was such a funnel of yeah. um, just news that happened at the top. Well, I, I think that funneled a lot of that hey, yeah.
0: hate. Well, I think I mentioned this uh, to my friend the other day, watching it. Of just like when you're watching the episode, you see the one person that is being edited out of the show so obviously in such a hilarious way. Like they yeah, like preview where they were like doing the bee dance thing and the, that person came on screen and it was just like so obviously like mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah, yeah. ended, like seeing that person and then everyone else and you're just like I mean they're not that bad compared to that one person like <laughs> it's, it's nuts it's really like humanity into relativity <laughs> yeah
1: I think I honestly shout out to the editors of World, Repo- World of Wonder because I feel like that they have <laughs> They, I mean, it probably cost them so much money to do this, but they've changed the editing of every episode and they've practically yeah. edited her out, but they still make it look so natural, I think. I yeah, think it's. There are a couple places
0: where you can tell, but. Where you're like, where, like, they, they, where have it's to, like, they can't avoid it. Like, well, They because went he, into GarageBand and did the whole Ken Burns thing of like, this was the original shot. We're just going to zoom yeah. in on this person. <laughs>
1: but they like. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, because she's like, she goes so far, and I mean, Florence yeah. Lee did such an amazing job did, with dude. all of these looks. She, she I, 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 I'm thinking about subscribing to her Patreon because it's so cheap. Yeah. just shouting out Florence Lee's Patreon yeah, account. Yeah, Florence Lee. Right, like she's such a good person, and like I love her, and she is doing this Patreon where she is giving you a chance to learn from her expertise of sewing like all yeah. the way from learning all of the parts of the machine how to pattern how to drape how to sew blah yeah. blah, 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 blah blah and i'm like it's such a foreign world to me and i was like do i have 13 dollars a month to do that because i think all right
0: so yeah honestly it's right? worth it right there are, what else am I doing there are a I couple know? people i think um carl brown is doing it and i think integration is doing it a couple wig styling professionals really? who are doing classes yeah oh shit yeah i'm gonna look that up yeah there are lots and lots of uh it's the instagram is i n yeah l- number two into Integr- yes, gr yes yes. Eight yes 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 i, I think do... it's supposed to it's supposed to be pronounced integration but i could be wrong
1: i love her work i love all those oh yeah wigs i love oh, that yeah. work. okay amazing amazing i'm gonna look that up um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Oh my god I want to tell you really quickly the best Instagram yes. Lives that I've seen So yes. first of all this morning This morning oh my god Alice Ripley performed Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf In a unicorn onesie and it just like It just gave me so much life I And she yes. and, and she like Gets all the way up to the camera and she's like "What is? She, what was she saying? She was just like She's like we're going to make it through this Like she just started like Talking like <laughs> meditating yeah, right in the camera. Yeah, I mean it was. I was. I'm. Obs- I, it was perfect. She's perfect. I love yeah. everything she does. Um, and then my friend Zan, who's not a drag performer, I think he's a dance, a burlesque performer at House of Yes and like other parts in Brooklyn. But he, um, anyway, I know him through theater through my day job, and he, uh, perf- has performed one. Person stage readings of Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare and oh my
0: god. Arthur
1: Miller's The Crucible.
0: Oh my just god. Just like
1: with homemade outfits and like <laughs> it's unbelievable. And he just like Facebook lives it and then he does like a Q&A after. Like it's oh my amazing. Amazing. And I'm just like, it I watch, i that miss,
0: is coming out of this is just.
1: Right, just to be able to. Did you see Bitch Pudding's digital drag show? I've seen. It was last night. It. Yeah, it was so. It was so good. I mean, it was. It's such new territory, and like there are so <laughs> many other queens, but like she really tried. I mean, first of all, they were connecting to. I mean, I want to. I just. I'm so interested in the technology behind it because she performed, and I think she was really leaning into the fact that she had a chance to use you know, production value of some sort, of some sort of live production value. But she was performing. And then, but they either, it was either pre-recorded videos that, that drag artists gave her Mm -hmm. or they live streamed it. It was all on Twitch and they live streamed Queens and Kings from all over the world. So like there's this girl in, in Britain or in, I think her name is Crayola is that a UK girl? Okay. Do you know who Crayola is? sounds I don't like it, know yeah. Her.
0: It sounds familiar.
1: But like Crayola performed, Juno Birch was on the list. There was um, yes. Landon Cider. Cat Sass. Cat Sass. Oh, Cat Sass. Oh, Sass was Abora so good. Was there. Abora Abora's was Abora's so Abora was, was amazing. so weird. was Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> my God. Rock and Sakura, um, Alaska, Tenderoni. Like, there were just so many great, yeah. great, great performers. And it was such an awesome experience and i was like damn i wish i got on board with that because that's so cool and so that's kind of like the thing like i have ideas of what i want to do i mean a i have all the time in the world now so i might as well do something but i haven't totally figured out what i want to do yet
0: yeah yeah i know i'm gonna do a couple really basic youtube videos because i've actually had a few people be like can you do a makeup like tutorial i'm like right So many out there, but if you really want me to do one, sure. I'll do a quick tutorial showing you some very basic things that I do. Right. Part of me is like, like... there's <laughs> so many out there, girl. Like, care. Although, You're... to be fair, to be fair, I was watching, did you, um, speaking of Nikki Doll, did you see her video for Vogue Paris? Yes. Where she did her whole face? I was like, oh my god, this is the first other queen I've ever seen. Who does her face in the exact same order and way that I do my face.
1: Oh really? Oh my god.
0: Yeah, I, literally. I didn't wait, I didn't watch the part where she did her face. I just saw I saw something else. But I saw that she, you know, did she does, does a Vogue full Paris. makeup. Yeah, she does a full makeup tutorial. I'm going to and watch it. bit of a she does the thing where she like me where you get your entire face finished, like mm-hmm. all the contouring, all the powdering, everything done and then you go in and do your eyes and then lips and then you're done. That's what I do, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've fully... never seen another queen do it like that. I think it's I think it's those of us who started in theater do it that way. I think, I think that's very theater.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I like, don't do eyes first. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't do eyes first. I think it's weird. I think, I think also, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it. it's just weird to me. But yeah, theater makeup. I mean, I come from musical theater makeup and like stage makeup. And then Dusty, when Dusty showed me how to paint she was she's like theater makeup and stage makeup so i mean it's like you know like the tv paint stick
0: yep. so oh, yeah so it's all
1: yeah that's that's what i use and like the air spun like grandma translucent powder like that's that's ben my...
0: Nye stuff but that's because i'm bougie
1: <laughs> right but it's like theater makeup yeah it's yeah. all that same thing
0: yeah. yeah i used ben nye exclusively for years and then finally i was like the, the foundations are a little too, trans- like, a little too see-through. They're not super full coverage. They're oh, full coverage, really? but they're not, like, really, really full coverage on certain skin types. Sure. And that's yeah. when I switched to Kryolan. But almost everything, like, I still draw my brows on with Ben Nye cream makeup. And, like, yes! my lips are cream makeup. And, like, I, yeah. It's sure. all theater makeup. Oh, yeah. Um, is there, is there anything you would like to promote for yourself? Like where can people find you online? What socials, Venmo, Uh, that kind of stuff? Um,
1: you can find me on Instagram at she's up to no good. She's up to no good. Nancy, no good, no good one word. Um, you can find me on Facebook at she's up to no good. Um, is that all I've got? Oh, and then if you are in Brooklyn, Come to Names and Faces. It is um, when the apocalypse is over. Um, we are at Pinebox Rock Shop. You can yeah. find our Instagram at Names and Faces Show. Um,
0: follow yeah, it now so that it. you know when the next show is.
1: Yes. Follow Names and Faces Show now on Instagram so you know what our next show is. It is a variety show. We bring in um, a different
0: cast every month um, with a different theme. It it's is, so much fun because there are people, like, it's not just drag. It's, like, singers, yes. like, spoken singers, word. Singers, burlesque,
1: stuff. spoken word. I have a friend who does puppetry that I'm going to bring in.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it just dancers, like, performance art dancing. I mean, just literally everything. So, yeah. please come through. Um, it's just a show. It's just one of those good old queer shows of queer people. Mm-hmm. And we just love to have a good time. And as I said, we, we, we donate... Um, we have a charity raffle that's more or less now sponsored by the Museum of Sex, which is really great. And yeah. the uh, Museum of Sex gives uh, or we we use raffle bags, with items from the Museum of Sex, and the charity raffle. Uh, we choose a different charity every month. So yeah, it's my that's like, amazing. Yeah, it's my little pride and joy, and it I fucking love the shit out of it. So. <laughs>
0: And what's that's your it? what's your Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, that kind of stuff? In case people want to tip you,
1: I don't. It's all
0: my boy names, so I feel so weird. Okay, that's I fair. To, I, know, I mean, I you to... should you should switch at least one of them over. I
1: should. I was thinking about that last night. I'm gonna switch over my because when I saw the the digital drag show, they had everyone's like mm-hmm. Venmos and Cash Apps and Paypals, and I don't have. I think I can switch over Cash App. I think I'm gonna switch that one over perfect and probably so then Venmo when you do
0: too. when you do just send me a message and I'll put it in the description box for people oh great Yeah. So you, you know don't have what to out, but I'll put it in the description box.
1: can you link a Venmo account to a savings account?
0: Probably.
1: Because I have a savings account, which I'm a drag queen, so my savings account is like 20 bucks in it. But I'm wondering (laughs) if I can Venmo, like if I can create a new Venmo for my savings account. So when I tell people that they're just putting money in my savings, girl,
0: I think I might do that. Do some Googling, figure that out, and then let me know.
1: (laughs) Right? I'll do like a 401k, like a Roth IRA. (laughs) Yeah. My Venmo goes towards my Roth
0: IRA. Oh,
1: she's such a business queen. (laughs)
0: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I will put that information in the description box so and on Instagram so people can awesome can do that if they would like.
1: Thank anyway, you, thank you
0: so much, Div, It's so good to like
1: see you electronically. To see you too. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> right? um, it's gonna be a lot of this for a few months. <laughs> it is.
1: It is. We're gonna make it through. It's. I can't wait yeah. to
0: hear the rest of your quarantine episodes. Oh, they're, they're going to keep coming. And I'm going to keep doing them, um, the Fireside Chats, right now I'm doing two a week, one on one every Monday and Friday. Amazing. So it's like, this is the news from the week, this is the news from the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these episodes, like the interviews, will come out on Wednesday. So you get right. three different episodes a week. Right. Um, and then once everything is over, I'll go down to just like one Fireside Chat a week. Perfect. Um, for now it's two. Yeah, there's so much fun. It's it's fun doing like making the foray into uh, produced podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I need to do it. I need to pick it up. Yeah. That sounds like you a blast. should. It's great. Anyway, yeah. thank you. Thank Thanks. you so much. I'll let you know what's up. It'll be up on Wednesday. Okay, work. I can't yeah. wait. Ah, all right. Um, have a have a great night, and thank Thanks, you again. You Bye. Too as well. Bye. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, 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 but. Yeah, but. yeah, but. yeah, but. yeah, but. yeah but. Thank you yeah, for listening to Yeah, but. With Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time. But. Yeah,